0: Shut up and sit down. down. No matter what anybody tells you, words and ideas can change the world. A guy like me should never be allowed to get
1: in here in the first place. I know
0: that. Either I'm dead right or I'm crazy. Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. There's only one person in the world to decide what I'm going to do, and that's me. Louis, I think this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship.
1: The All right, welcome everyone to another episode of the Kevin King Show on the Tavern Voices Podcast Network. I am your host, Kevin King. And with me today is a, uh, a longtime, I say longtime friend. I've known him for, for quite a few years now. And uh, a really special guest, someone I've been wanting to have on the show for some time now, um, uh, Ron Holmes. And he is Retired from Marine Special Operations Command, uh, about 20 years service in the U.S. Marine Corps. Uh, During his time at MARSOC as the communications operations chief, he was the senior enlisted responsible for the creation of the first Marine Special Operations Communications School, which is a a pretty cool mouthful. Uh, Just to say there, he has fought the war on terror. He has fought cancer. He is currently an entrepreneur with a really awesome uh, weapons accessory that he has invented and patented himself, and all all the while becoming a father and uh, working on a degree, homeland security and emergency management. So, uh, without further ado, welcome Ron. Good to have you.
0: Yes, thanks for having me, Kevin.
1: That's the. Uh, I, I really like the uh, the bio there. It's very impressive.
0: My, well, I, I, it uh, it may have been uh, a, a little wordy the first time, but my wife, uh, who was a teacher and got a couple master's degrees and all that kind of stuff. She sorted it out. So, <laughs> um, yeah, hey, yeah. But there's, but, there's
1: one thing I've learned. You just go with what the wife says, you know?
0: Yes, 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 yes. So that's, and that's kind of how it is with, uh, you know, she has her, her master's in uh, childhood development. So, uh, and our son's 15 months old so i pretty much just do what i'm told <laughs> <laughs> i think that's 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 a pretty good rule of
1: thumb as as far as i can tell well i want to i want to start off i, I want to talk about preparedness and and what people can do and um and i want to get into all that in a little bit later as well as the the really awesome weapons accessory that you have invented um, but before that i have to say we talked a little bit earlier today and you pointed me towards another podcast that you had done a little while back and i was listening to that this afternoon and i want to hear the story about the ship you were on that nostradamus predicted <laughs> would would have trouble because <laughs> I, I don't know that i believe it i've got to i've got to hear that story
0: yeah so um uh nostradamus had predicted uh, this was the sea story uh the 10th ship in its class named after an insect will sink on its maiden voyage through the Red Sea. And we happened to be on the 10th ship on its maiden voyage um, called the uh, USS Wasp. Um, we sailed through the Red Sea and we did not sink. So uh, I guess I could say I got to prove him wrong, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah, no, it was pretty funny, you know, cause I was like, Oh man, we're going to sink. We're going to sink. And, um, you know, in, in the, in the, uh, you know, when you're, when you're traveling on ship, um, they used to do, I don't even know if they do it anymore, but, uh, they used to have like, the thing is called a steel beach party. And when you were at so many days at sea, they would shut down all operations. They would do a big barbecue cookout on, up on the flight deck. And, um, everybody was allotted, you know, a two beer limit, um, You know, and the beer was just, it was all skunk. It was kept down and, you know, in in the, in the V of the ship and brought up and put on ice and just, it was, I don't know. It was not good, but, um, yeah. So we actually had a steel beach party when we went through, uh, when we went through the Red Sea. So yeah, easy day, but,
1: uh, yeah. How, how often do you get to be uh, a part of, of hundreds of year old prophecy?
0: Yeah, I know. I, you know, I don't know. Um, I, there might have been one or two along the way, but that was just the only one that I can, you know, recall and pay attention. You know, really paid attention to because I was, we were all actively involved in it.
1: Well, I think that's a that's a pretty cool story. So I just wanted I, I wanted to hear a little bit about that. Um, let me jump right into. I, I feel like today we we are obviously getting more and more. Uh, media stories about uh, emergency situations, whether people are in, in mass shootings. You know, it's, it's not as safe as we would like to think that it, that it was maybe you know, 20 years ago in a, in a pre-9-11 society. There's a lot that uh, is in the forefront of what people are dealing with. And so I wanted to get your perspective because um, I know a lot of what you are doing now is training people. And what that you think the the we'll just start with the average person should be aware of, or what they should um, have with them, or any sort of thing that that just so preparation. Is, uh, what do they say? An ounce of uh, preparation is worth a, a pound of something else. I just yeah. completely messed. Up.
0: <laughs> no, you're good. Um, a pound of remedy, maybe. Yeah, yeah. but uh, uh, um, you know, I, I, I think the big thing is 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 you, you have to you have to open your eyes and you have to have spatial awareness of your surroundings. You have to be able to see things. You have to be able to interpret things, uh, uh, instantly. Um, and even looking at things to, you know, record information, but, um, teach yourself to not overreact. So you, you don't make it a bad decision or you, you make the best decision possible. Uh, you know, a lot of times with preparedness, everybody has their, their theory, their thing on that. Um, you know, you hear some people who like to say, if you're, you're, I'm not really a prepper, but people who have a plan and seem to come off as prepper or in that category, a lot of people will like to stereotype you as being paranoid. And, I like to say that a paranoid is the unprepared, whereas the prepared person has a plan, has a plan for, you know, a mass shooting, has a plan for if you're driving down the road and you witness a, you know, a car accident, a motorcycle that was T-boned by by a car, Um, you know, have a plan, you know, don't just sit there and be a be a spectator, be, be a participant, be somebody who's going to help make a difference. Um, whether that be saving a life or protecting a life, um, you know, that's, that, I think that's where you start. And then from there you have a plan. It's, it's, it's education. It's like, what don't I know? What do I need? What do I, what do I need to learn? You know, and how do I get that? Um, you know, and, I say in all of my, all of the shooting classes I teach in, and I, and I haven't coined this and I'm sure you've heard this before, but you you know, when this, when faced with whatever the situation, you don't, you don't rise to the occasion. I don't believe in that at all. You rise to your level of, of preparation. You rise to your level of preparedness, uh, you know, for whatever that is. Um, I, I do say, you know, the first time you see and do something in a gunfight should never be the first time you see and do something in a gunfight, you know, meaning that you have to train yourself on all, on all fundamental levels, uh, you know, of marksmanship, pistol, concealed carry, you know, vehicle carry, rifle, home defense, uh, you know, um, like my wife and I, we train, uh, you know, use every opportunity you have to train. We're going out to you know, the grocery store or, you know, Walmart or whatever, you know, we look and, and it's like, there's, you know, sh- you know, we'll do an assessment should be like, Hey, what would, if some, this happened, what would you do right now? And I was like, well, this is how we would leave. And, you know, and I'm like, well, where's the exits? How, what's the best way to get out from here? And, you know, then we test each other. It's like, well, if we're not that door, we still have to go all the way around to get to our car. If we go out that door, we could cut through the woods. There's a, you know, a housing project over there. Um, you know, so there's just, it's just things like that. It's just, again, that, that spatial and situational awareness, uh, and, and have a plan. Don't, you know, <laughs> I, the, the, you know, that, that good, that good quote from Mike Tyson, um, everybody has a plan till they get punched in the face. They get, right. Yeah. So your, your plan should, your plan should, should actually start after you get punched in the face because that's what's going to happen. You're going to get punched in the face and now you have to figure it out. Uh, you know, and when I say punched in the face, I mean like you're you're in Walmart and you're prepared. You're carrying concealed or whatever and an active shooter scenario pops off. Okay. You just got punched in the face. You need to have your plan going forward from there. Um Yeah. No, that that makes
1: complete sense, and and I I do completely subscribe to what you were talking about. That when it when a situation happens, you you don't improvise. You you fall back on the only training you know. Yeah, and <laughs> you don't you, so, you don't all
0: of a sudden get superpowers.
1: <laughs> oh, I I, I completely b- believe in that, and and so let me ask you on that aspect. Other than so, I think people should probably come take a class from you. Especially if you're in southeastern North Carolina, but what what could people do? Like you said on a, on a daily basis of where they may not have had prior experience on analyzing situations if they're just going to the grocery store with their wife. What are, are there resources online now that we have you know, YouTube and and the, the endless internet um, that they should look for uh, sp- specific guides or, or anything to kind of help them get down that path of wanting to be more prepared?
0: Yeah, you know. Um, uh I guess it's uh, do your research and find something that, you know, what you're looking for, look at the background of the company, look how long they've been around. Um, You know, in this, this social media age, it's real easy to track down if, you know, somebody has got a good reputation or not, whether you're, you're on Facebook or Instagram. And, um, uh, I, I, I don't use Twitter, so I don't know how that one works, but, um, you know, just cross-reference, look at it, find something, you know, find something, you know, you want to find a company that's going to teach, you know, fundamentals, doing, not going to, you know, bring you in day one and start putting you through like a John Wick course of fire, whereas you should be working on your fundamental skills. Um are and, there John
1: Wick classes? Because I think that would be really awesome.
0: Well, you know, and and, I, and I'll tell you is like I, I do make a lot of sports and movie references in all of my classes, and I reference John Wick a lot. Um, like I've I've actually watched the first one a lot. And, uh, the first couple of times I watched it, I was like, this is, this is awesome. It reminded me of like one of the eighties, like Stallone, um, Chuck Norris or Van Damme type movies, you know? And, uh, and then I started watching it and looking for flaws and trying to find inaccuracies. And, you know, other than the massive gung fu and everything like that, his movements and his mechanics were smooth, his reloads. The fight sequences, you know, you would see when he would he would get, you know, when he uh, fell off the balcony in the red circle bar. Um, and you can see he landed on his, uh, on his Glock 26. Like, it was holstered. It wasn't like he lands on the ground and then they cut two and then all of a sudden. No, like, you can see when they're fighting, his coat's coming up. He's carrying all that stuff on him. Um, so then I got to see some of the training that he did. And I was completely blown away on on how legit Keanu Reeves is when he, you know, with the training, with the, with the ground fighting and the gun fighting. Um, I, I, I enjoy the movie, but, uh, I'll tell you is if you watch his training, everything is repetition. Everything is fundamental based. Um, you know, and what they do, what they kick it up is they add in, you know, volume of, uh, of fire or, uh, number of bad guys. And, um, and, uh, the, the implement of gunfighting to, you know, fist fighting to ground fighting to gunfighting, you know, and back and forth. Um, so I guess, you know, one of the big things now, a lot of guys are, are pushing, um, and and I, it's something that I, I've done. I've just never really thought of it this way, but it's, uh, like the three F's, um, fit fighting and firing, you know, you can't just be good at one thing. You have to practice all of these things. Uh, you know, think about, think about, a. Uh, you know, a police officer, our first responders, and these guys, and think about our, you know, our military downrange, you know, you have on a uh, hundred pounds of equipment on your person. The last thing you want to do is get into a hand-to-hand confrontation with somebody who doesn't have any equipment on, you know, so this is where your, you know, your fitness is important. This is where it's, it's how, you know, what have you prepared for? What have you trained for? Um you know, so you should find you, you should find you know something along the lines of whatever. And I'm not saying go do CrossFit or go do bodybuilding or anything like that. Just find something that allows you to develop body mechanics, good movement, good mobility. You know, while developing you know a good cardiovascular system. You know, building up your endurance, then adding in you know some type of like anything kickboxing take one of these kickboxing classes taking you know learning jujitsu learning some type of martial arts taking boxing um and then getting educated in shooting and firearms you know everybody starts somewhere you know know, nobody just wakes up and you know shoots she was with that guy uh, is it jerry jerry micklick uh that that old timer who's like the fastest uh, shooter in the world. you don't just wake I'm not up. Sure, Yeah. Uh, yeah. You don't, you don't just wake up and be like that. You know, it's, it, it's, it's hours and hours of practice. Um, here's, here's a, here's my first sports analogy. I always use this one. I am, if it, it, <laughs> I'm, I am a diehard Pats fan. I'm originally from Connecticut and, um, Oh, so that's why you're a Pats fan. I've always wondered that. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I always, I always say, man, you know, Tom, Tom Brady, I, and he's proven it. He doesn't, he he doesn't have any superpowers. What he's done is he has mastered the fundamentals of quarterbacking. He does fifty fifty snaps a day. He takes fifty snaps in a three-step drop every single day. Not throwing a pass. He just take that's his warm-up. That's his dry fire practice is fifty snaps, even in the off season. That's how he's so comfortable in there because he's been there so many times every single day. Um so it, it, it just comes down to once you make the the investment into yourself you're also making investment into your family and with that is don't waste your time and don't waste your money make sure you follow up with it uh, you know practice dry fire if you can't get to the range dry fires awesome dry fire is awesome for a lot of things and the, the biggest one is it's free uh, it doesn't cost you anything you know you, you you're not going to have to worry about ammo, but you can go through your fundamentals, nice and smooth movements. Um, You know, the other thing too, is if you're in a household and, um, you know, both people shoot, but one person shoots more than the other, and you're taking all this training and then you don't go back and you don't practice and share what you've learned with your spouse, you know, or other family members, you're not, you're not setting them up to win. You're setting them up to, to, you know, for your your preparedness, it's it's missing a step. Um, I teach in uh, my advanced concealed carry class. I teach uh, a lot around uh, like the active shooter type scenarios and shooting around somebody. So you're so, you know you're walking down the street, and I teach you how to grab somebody, control them, while you're engaging single handed. You know, moving the person, telling them what to do. While you're looking in the opposite direction, still engaging targets, walking them away from you know from the threat. If the first time you're somewhere and there's gunshots going off, you reach across whoever's on your right side or left side, you reach across, grab them by the collar or by the neck, and turn them and start pushing them and walking with them. You're going to get resistance. They're going to stop. They're gonna be like, "What are you doing? What are you doing?" Whereas if you had practiced this prior to that. You had just gone and in the backyard, just practice dry fire, walk through it you know if this happens, just do this listen, you know work with me don't work against me that will help you survive that will help you get out you know I haven't been in an active shooter scenario i hope i I hope i you know i'm I'm not but you know you had you had touched on it it's it's uh the world we live in now it's 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 uh it's sad that that's more common than not um it, and, uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, there's a whole, um, uh, line of, uh, training for law enforcement, for school teachers, for hospitals and everything for active shooter scenarios. And it's, uh, you know, it's almost like, uh, you know, after the nine eleven attacks, we didn't have a, a department of Homeland security on, on, uh, 10, 10, September. We have one on 12 September, you know, it, it's just, we, we had become complacent in, that we were untouchable, you know, as, as far as our defense posture in the homeland. Um, and nine eleven changed that changed our way of life forever. Uh, across the board, but.
1: Oh, it, it absolutely didn't. And I think that's kind of where my, my mentality is now is that, you know, still luckily it is not as prevalent as I think it's unfortunately becoming in other countries. I think the, the, the average citizen safety is going down in a lot of places. Um, you know, luckily here we have been pretty insulated. Yeah. Um, but that's kind of where my mind goes is that whether you're at the movie theater or you're it, uh, unfortunately in a gun free zone, you're on a college campus, you know, you're out at a, you know, a shopping mall, um, you know, y- you, you've got to be aware of what's going on. And that's kind of where my mind was going with this is, is what can the person who is, you know, we're past the holiday season now, but the person who's out Christmas shopping, you know, what can they just do with their family to, to not fall victim. Cause I think you know, that's unfortunately uh, the option.
0: Yeah. And the first thing is, is, is stop being a zombie. Stop walking around like the walking dead with your face in your handheld idiot box. Uh, you know, when you walk out of the store and you put your phone out and you walk into the parking lot and your face is buried into your phone, you are now a soft target. You are an easy target. You, so the big thing is is to to give the give the presentation that you are prepared. Keep your head up. Um, you know, moving as an individual or you know as family, you know, two, three, four, whatever, to a vehicle from a building to a vehicle in the parking lot. <clears throat> Again, you know the the common sense things: park under a light. Um, I'm a big fan of backing in, uh, backing into stalls. Um, you know. Uh, doesn't matter if you back in or pull in. Um, what I like to tell people is the moment you get into a car, lock the doors. Don't wait to put the key in. And um, one of the the I have a couple scenarios that we do in in, in some of the, the courses that I run, and we use the uh, the UTM round the ultimate training munition, where you actually get to uh, shoot at. Myself and my instructors with you know Glock 17s and the training rounds, um, and they 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 do leave a little bit of a bite, um, but we work you up uh, into a scenario and we run you out of ammo, and you have a backup magazine in your car, and we chase you and we're hitting you and we're hitting you with uh, uh, saline you know inert pepper spray, and hitting you with batons and getting you just all amped up, and now you have to get to your car. And unlock the door and get in and, you know, find your mag or or get in the car and drive away. And uh, we actually had, um, uh, we had one guy in the class. He was going as he was, and he was empty and he kept his gun in his hand. He reached in his other pocket and he grabbed his keys. His keys were on an S-Beaner. And when he ripped his keys out of the pocket, the uh, keys went flying off the S-Beaner and he didn't know it. And we chased him over to his truck, and he was trying to put the S-Beaner in the door lock and couldn't understand. He couldn't even see that it wasn't the key. Um, And, you know, we stopped right there. We're like, hey, man, look at your hand. And he's like, what the hell? And we're like, yeah, dude, your keys are over there. You know, so, like, that was a worst-case scenario thing, you know, thinking about that. So. I like to tell people like your keys should be minimalist. You you know, when you see people with like these key rings and 50 keys on it and all these key and these doodads and stuff like that, that, you know, that's got to go. That's got to go. Should be, you know, one to two keys, you know, and, and like on a key ring that you can hold in your hand that you can put your finger on. Uh, I, I am a fan of keyless entry and push to start. Uh, keyless entry, you can run right up to the car, get in, hit the lock, hit the push to start. If someone's beating on the car, trying to get in, put it in drive. You're, you're, you're driving a, you know, a battering ram, run them over. Um, you know, North Carolina, we're, we're fortunate. We're a castle law state and that extends from your home to your vehicle, to your place of work. You know, you are allowed to protect yourself in in the use of deadly force, you know, as long as you understand what goes along with that. But, you know, that being said, that being said, if you you do end up having to use deadly force, you are, and, you know, and it was in self defense, you are still going to spend some time in jail. You know, you are still going to go to court. You are still going to have um, a trial. But um, at least the state gives you the advantage to. Uh, protect yourself, um, against, I don't know, people who are trying to take things that don't belong to them.
1: I like it. So uh, just, just as a quick recap, I've got pay attention, be alert, analyze your situations when you're going into them and obviously have some sort of preparedness. And part of that is being, you know, in shape or fit to a, to a degree of being able to have the ability to, I guess, flee the situation is probably the biggest yeah, the biggest propo- yeah. positive a- a outcome of it.
0: Yep, and then training, and then and then just practice in routine. You know, have a routine. You know, um, have a plan, and don't and don't just keep it to yourself. It has to be the whole family. Uh, you know, uh, medical training. I will tell you this: is that medical training is is probably more important than firearms training. Um, you know, I I think that everybody should have a medical kit or two in their car um i do my wife does uh we have and you know we even have like in our little go bags we have that we use you know go hiking and stuff like that there's 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 kits that constantly stay in there they don't leave they're part of that thing Um, you know it's an it is an investment and it can get real expensive and you got to be careful um you know, that, that, that old saying is uh, you, you get what you pay for is, is 100% true when it comes to equipment. You can go and buy some tourniquets on Amazon for like $3. And the first time you go to use it, when you have to use it, it snaps because you just bought an untested, you know, unvalidated, you know, piece of plastic from China. Um, pick a good company. I recommend North American Rescue. I've used their stuff in the, in you know in the Marines on active duty as a contractor, and I still use it today. Um, I keep a kit in the back of my car and I had made reference to this earlier as I, I, actually, uh, about two years ago, I uh, was actually heading to, um, back down Camp Lejeune and, um, there was a, a, came up on an accident at the, uh, on, uh, 17 and 172 heading into Sneeds Ferry and a car had run the stop sign and pulled across, uh, highway 17 and a motorcycle had T-boned right into it. And I had got there uh, like 20, 30 seconds after it all had settled, pulled off. There was one guy already who was already running up to uh, the guy in the motorcycle. He was pinned backwards. I pulled over, grabbed my fire extinguisher out of the back of my truck and grabbed my, my big, my big med kit and, uh, ran right up. And then funny, it was the guy who was, who was there was an old teammate of mine. And we started assessing this guy and we started treating him right away and we had this guy, um, prepared to move and bandaged up and assessed and, and supported before, uh, before the paramedics came with the stretcher. So when they rolled up with the stretcher, we were, it was easy. It was an easy move. We just, you know, everybody, t- you know, chipped in, we put him on the stretcher and got out of there. Um, but I had that med bag, you know, and again, you know, it's a, it's an, a- it's an accident. It's a fresh accident. I grabbed the fire extinguisher because, you know, it, well, it's flammable I don't, I don't want to get burned, but, um, you know, so I just have a plan, you know, and, and, and no, don't just buy a med kit, buy a med kit and understand how you use it. You know, and there's tons of, there's tons of companies out there that focus on that. Um, I know North American rescue Officers offers training at their, their facility in South Carolina and, um, you know, just find something. There's a lot of YouTube stuff out there, you know? Um, but yeah, yeah.
1: Well, I think that I mean that that's an incredible story. And I think what it really points out, and we see this whether it be an active shooter situation or an emergency situation, um, is that help takes time. And no matter how great your local law enforcement is or EMTs or whoever, there's gonna be a gap in time between the situation starting and someone there coming to your to your aid. So the the only option you have is yourself.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, when I teach the concealed carry permit course. And we talk about this in future, you know, follow on classes as a concealed carry permit holder. You aren't, you aren't set up for a sustained gunfight. You know, most people are like, yeah, I carry concealed. Okay. Well, do you have a tourniquet on you? No. Do you have an extra mag on you? No. So what are you going to do if this happens? I'm just going to shoot. Well, the the, the last thing you want to do, if there's like two or three people who come in restaurant, whatever, whatever the, the place is, and you draw your gun and you start shooting you now became a bullet trap you are going to draw fire from all of them whereas you want to have that again make those those critical thinking that critical response you know those split second decisions they're going to save your life keep the gun concealed until the right time i i i have the acronym i like to use with that is I, it's it's pretty simple it's it's SSTD uh, speed, space, time, and distance speed. How fast is, is this threat? How fast is, are the events happening? How fast, are, fast are they unfolding space? How much space is there between me and the actual, the threat between, you know, the, 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 um, the active shooters <clears throat> time, how much time do I have, you know, left as they're corralling and trying to control the room speed space time and distance distance where is it and how do i create it here's the thing you if you can make it to your car and you can save your family and friends and some other people along the way and you can get to your car you can leave you can leave you know you got to think that that everybody wants to do good and and well i would like to think that everybody wants to do good and help others uh but when it when it comes down you know to that, you are not, uh, you know, uh, a police officer. If, well, other than if you are, but if you know, the average person who's concealed carrying isn't a police officer, so you're not, you're not set up to control a situation. You don't have that authority. You don't have that presence. You know, you're not going to have the uniform. You're not going to have the squad car. <clears throat> so just, you know, set your vehicle up, get, you know, drive away, and then, you know, get off the X, what we like to say, and then pull over, stop and do an assessment, check everybody, everybody. Okay. What do we have? What did we lose? Who, you know, nobody has any extra holes. Nobody's bleeding, you know, all that stuff. Um, you know, and again, I, I, I jumped, I jumped kind of ahead in, into an extreme scenario there, but, um, you know, if that's, again, it goes back to your preparedness. If you're thinking that and you have that plan, you know, it, it I guess, uh, I learned this in my first shooting package. They always told us is that the FBI study that those who train to fight well wounded increase the survivability after they've actually been wounded. Um, so we used to train, you know, one arm down, not use the arm, go through a whole shoot course of fire shooting, just support hand only, um, you know, stuff like that.
1: You know, I think, I think that's a good point. I remember reading one time that, um, that the first 90 seconds of any situation is, is the crucial point. And I think to to me, that's what you're touching on is, is, is when something happens, you've, you've got to act and and do something, get, get out of there or, or, or make a decision to, to act or, or do something in a relatively timely manner.
0: Make a decision, make a decision. The worst thing you can do is to not make a decision. You know, if you make a decision and I'm not going to say that it's wrong, but as you, I don't know if you're familiar with the term OODA loop um, observation, orientation, decision, action loop. Um, you could, you, you can Google that and there's like a whole bubble chart and everything about it. And it's about how your mind processes things. And in that whole, uh, in the whole OODA loop process, you make a decision. And as you step off, everything is starting to change in front of you. So you don't fall in love with your plan. All plans should be made in pencil, not in ink because it's going to be easier to change them if they're in pencil. Uh, you know, have a plan, step off. And if you make a bad decision, own it. Don't let it beat you down. Have a short term memory, fix it and move on. Continue, you know, continue to get off the the X, continue to stay in the fight, continue to save a life.
1: Well, I, I really appreciate everything that you brought up today. I think that, um, I mean, I know certainly I've appreciated your perspective and I hope that it helps uh, some people to at least start down the right path of not being uh, just a complete victim. Because I think that's that's the worst part we can do, especially like you talk about with cell phones and people are just not in the moment when, the, when they're out at the mall or the, the movies or, or what have you. So I hope that people can can start on a on a good path, and I will put links to all of your websites and everything in the uh, in the show notes. I wanted to give you an opportunity here as we wrap up to talk a little bit about Riker and and let people know what you're doing with that because I know we talked right before this was coming to market. Uh, I don't know, gosh, many, many months ago, and you were pretty hyped up about it so i got excited and and what i've seen so far is is pretty awesome. so what are what are, what are you guys doing with that right now?
0: So, Riker USA is the first to market side mounted uh, grip, forward grip uh for not just for the AR platform, uh, for any rifle that has side mounting capabilities whether it be picatinny, key mod, mlock. Um what we have done is is uh uh, it was, uh, we call it the fist grip and we're actually probably changing the name to just the Riker grip. Um, it's funny as we were up, uh, we were 40 days, uh, from when we launched on, uh, 26 September and we got a cease and desist letter by somebody who had trademark the word fist as an acronym. So anyway, moving on. Uh, so the Riker grip is, is, uh, uh, was made out of, um, uh, necessity for me. Uh, I had, I have had both shoulders, uh, rebuilt. I actually have anchor stitches, rubber bands holding my shoulders in. I've had both elbows rebuilt, uh, all before I retired. <clears throat> One of the things that I, I, would have issues with over the years is wearing body armor, reaching across to, for the traditional, like underneath, you know, hand, um, palm up underneath the rifle or uh, traditional vertical um, broom handle or foregrip underneath the rifle. One of the things that always happened to me was my arm would go numb because of my shoulder, uh, the, the damage to my shoulders. And what I found was my, I my found myself taking an inferior position, inferior shooting platform for pain management. So what I would essentially do was I would slide my hand back to the magwell, which I don't think is a very, uh, I don't think it's a very secure, secure platform to do a sustained amount of fire, uh, you know, rates of fire and everything. So I started playing around with the idea. I started putting vertical grips out on the side and I, I started noticing it felt right, but having my hand that way just didn't feel right. So I started making some prototypes and, uh my business partners and I, we sat down, and we talked and we went through the whole process of inventing, you know, patent writing, applying for the patent and um all that stuff. And once we got that, we we uh hired an engineer firm and um they gave us some working prototypes and we made some mods to those. Um and from the time we started to the time the day we launched, we were roughly at you know, three years and maybe a month. Um It was, uh, I think we were about 18, we were about 18 months in when we had our, we had our first, our final, what we said was our final working prototype. And then we were just in our fundraising phase. But during that whole time, we were uh, getting the grip into certain people's hands and uh, for for testing and uh, validation of proof of concept uh, before we even launched, we had a handful of grips that had over a year on the ground in combat with, in Afghanistan. Um, you know, we launched in September 26th, like I said, so we've been up about roughly four months and we are now, we are, we originally started as e-commerce. We're now, um, carried in over 20 stores 20 retail uh gun shops across the united states our first retailer that we had was uh uh west whitlock with rogue american apparel in austin texas and um all their other shops they got the uh, other one up in um fayetteville and uh so west has been uh, been a big help with us and uh uh we, we got a good texas following which which i like uh but you know moving forward we've done uh We're still, um, you know, it's new and a lot of people in the gun world don't like new. They don't like change. And um, the grip is a whole new method of shooting. Uh, Recoil management is improved. We back this up with science. We have a, uh, we have a, uh, uh, a, a ophthalmologist and a, uh, um, he has also has a PhD, I think in like bio uh, biomechanics physiology or something like that. And, and there's a video of them on our website, actually talking about the benefits of moving your arm out to the side and why it's more natural, uh, upper body mobility's increased. Uh, we have a 96 round course of fire that proves speed and accuracy are improved with the grip. Uh, and it's a test you do with and without the grip. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, Um, John Wayne Taylor of uh, The Truth About Guns put out an amazing uh, non-biased article and he started off with, you know, it wasn't the fancy packaging that sold me. It wasn't Ron's amazing sales pitch and it wasn't how good it felt in my hand that, that sold me on this grip. It was the shot timer and the shot timer, it doesn't lie uh you are more accurate or you, you are your accuracy is maintained or improved but your speed is improved with the grip uh we have found the higher the caliber the higher the caliber the better uh the, the more you you see the benefit of it instantly full auto it eliminates recoil shotguns it is on pump shotguns or semi-automatic shotguns it's amazing um uh, we had another guy uh the gun writer down in Florida he said, in his article, he says, I swear that they made this for the AK. Uh, I've had people shoot it on a Tavor X-95 and they've all said this, this grip was made. The, the, the guy who invented this made this for the the Tavor. And which I think is funny is because I, I originally made it for the AR and then through our product development realized, um, it works on everything. So, uh, yeah, it's it's. Uh, there's a lot of videos. Our our Instagram has got a lot of content. A lot of people using it. It's currently being used with multiple top tier special operations uh, units uh, in the states and overseas. We've got uh, we've got about a dozen um, SRT departments across the country that are are using it. Uh, we actually have um, our our first official. Um, we're pretty proud of this. Our first official uh, shooter that we sponsor is a nine-year-old in Texas, and she is awesome. But I think she she got the grip and immediately went up uh, in the standings with um, like I think like twenty-second increases in her times with the rifle. Oh so, wow, that's pr- that's pretty yeah, hard. yeah, yeah. So you know, in, in that test I had mentioned, we we had twenty people. Uh, 20 random people tested, like random backgrounds, like some special operators, law enforcement, competitive shooters, and absolute beginners. And the average was 12% increase in speed out of 20 people. So that's, if you're law enforcement, if you're a special operator, if you're an infantryman, you know, if you are in a gunfight, 12%, a half a second, that is a lifetime. That's a lifetime. If you're a competitive shooter, that's a difference between, you know, first and twenty-fifth place. So, how however, however you look at it, but um, uh, we're a veteran-owned company, uh, and um, my partners decided to name the company after my after my son. Uh, and uh, the grip is uh, this is the, the grip that you see on our website and online right now is is version one, generation one, and we've got multiple. Uh, modifications that we're going to do as we move forward to working up to the integrated electronics. Uh, so being able to plug your light and laser in a bottom and removing the need for a pressure pad um, and essentially making it the joystick of the weapon. Um, and then the whole, t- the whole time it's, you know, we want to, we want to, uh, the end, con- the, you know, the end user is is what we like to keep in mind in every modification we do our goal is to make it so you don't have to buy a whole new grip. You can just buy that add-on. You can buy that new accessory. Right now, it's, it's a standard Picatinny mount. Uh, we, do have, we do have plans to make it to it's a direct key mod and a direct m mount. Uh, once that happens, if you already have a grip, you can just go ahead and buy that mount once we offer that. So you won't have to buy a whole new grip. The grip is ambidextrous. We did make it marine proof. It only goes on one way. Um, and yeah, yeah, you know, so, uh, um, but yeah, it, the, and it, 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 we did make the, the packaging Marine proof too. We have the left side and right side assembly on there. The only thing we could have done more to make it uh, more Marine proof was what the joke is, uh, we could have written it in Cran, but, uh, Yeah. Well, I'll
1: tell you what, I, you know, checking it out after you kind of uh, promote it to me there several, several months back is it, watching the videos, especially if you're using, I've seen it out at the course uh, on your, on your Instagram is the, the fluid motion, I think is what's pretty wild. It's like, as soon as you see it happen, it makes complete sense. And I think that's yeah. how you told me about it and said, I don't know how someone else hasn't come up with this before me.
0: Yeah, yeah, and you know, and the thing is, is we we have heard, you know, and again, like I said, the uh, the internet has no shortage of tactical experts, and we went through a good few weeks of hate and prison rape, um but we embraced it and we started having conversations with people, and you know, it's new and it's just going to take time, uh but more and more people are starting to use it, and the word's getting out there, and guys are liking it, and the thing, you know, we heard like some people are like, oh, it looks stupid. And, and someone was like, oh, if it looks stupid, but it works, does it really matter what it looks like? And we know it looks different. We know it's it looks odd, but the thing is, is, is we've actually brought science in on, on the development of this. We didn't just make something and say, here, use this because we said this is cool. We actually back it up, you know, with research, with science, with validation from, you know, special operators and law enforcement prior to launching. Um, you know, some of the other benefits uh, of the grip is it puts your hand in the same exact position as your support hand is when you're shooting. Uh, if you are a thumb over or a C grip guy, it gives you all the benefits of that and removes all the negative stuff. You get a slight bend in your elbow. You're not over rotating the not over rotating your elbow, which is going to cause fatigue. Um, one of the big things is it removes you from the heat completely. And allows you to maintain that, that, you know, that accuracy, that speed, surprise, and violence of action. But, um, and it's made out of an industry standard, um, you know, glass infused plastic. And it only weighs 3.25 ounces. Uh, so everybody's like, oh man, it looks heavy. And it's, it's three ounces. Like. How heavy is that? You know, if if you're worried about that, then I don't I don't know. You, you need to start focusing on that fitness stuff I was talking about earlier. <laughs>
1: <laughs> exactly. Well, that's that's awesome, Ron. I, I really appreciate you coming on, and I wish you guys uh, the best luck with uh, with everything coming out. I'm excited to see what you uh, roll out with next. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Heck yeah! Um, you know we'll be we'll be out at Shot Show uh, this year, and we'll the group will be on a couple booths. Uh, on the floor and we will, uh, we'll be posting all that on social media. Um, we'll be putting our training calendar up on the website and all our social media, uh, on, you know, on the Riker page and on the instructor one page. And, um, uh, yeah, you know, any, any questions and everything. And we also do travel to train and we travel to do, uh, to do demos. Um, so yeah, just anybody, you know, you contact me and, um, any questions. I, I'm more than happy to, uh, whether it's training or grip related, uh, we can make something happen.
1: That's awesome. And like I said, I'll make sure to put the links to, uh, to your website and Instagram and all that kind of stuff in the show notes so people can check it out. And, um, and I, I want to have you back on, Ron. There's a lot more stuff I want to talk about. I'm glad we were able to touch on some basic preparedness. I want to, uh, to definitely have you back on soon and talk a little bit about kind of where we see ourselves philosophically. Uh, okay as, as a country versus you know where we've been uh historically as far as kind of the warrior mentality and and uh where where we see ourselves going so uh want to have you back soon man
0: okay yeah uh i'm more than happy to and uh, i'm'm I'm, I'm uh thank you for ha- uh you know reaching out to me and, and uh getting this done and yeah man i, I look forward to the uh, the next one thanks kevin